the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to The Firing Line with Philip Naiman. The Firing Line radio show is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management, and Vortex Optics, Vortex, the force of optics. And now your host, Philip Naiman. Good. Bad. I'm the guy with the gun. Hello, folks. Welcome to another edition of Firing Line Radio Show. This is Philip Naiman. And uh, this day, this wonderful, fine spring Saturday in Southern California, I have Rick Travis on the line with me. Rick Travis is the executive director of the California Rifle Pistol Association, a great organization, been around for many, many years, but under the direction of Rick Travis, been very, very active the last several years. And I, I can't tell you what a difference it's made having this person involved with that organization in the legislative efforts and the training efforts and in, in everything good about the CRPA. I just want to give a round of applause. That's two rounds of applause, actually, to Rick Travis. Rick, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm just glad that you're where you are and doing what you do, because with the schedule you keep, it's much better that you have to do that than me. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Not sure my dog does. Or but. your wife, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Hey, I want to talk about, before we get into all the legislative uh, shenanigans, which I think shenanigans is actually a uh, pretty good word for what they've got going on here. The, the legislative, well, Especially given that, you know, this is the week of... Uh, you know, our Irish heritage, it's an excellent word to use. Well, that is true. Everybody's borrowed Irish this, this weekend. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So the week of this, uh, this particular week, I wanted to go over some of the things that we have that are good, uh, mm-hmm. on the schedule. So you actually have some fun stuff coming up and one of them is going to be April 13th. And we'll be there. Firing Line Radio Show is going to be there. I had to miss the last couple of these because of scheduling conflicts. But what's April 13th? April 13th is what we call the Crawfish Boil. It's our largest Southern California event. And it's designed for you know people who are already in our community shooting. But it's, it's kind of that idea that you bring people that are your neighbors, your friends, your coworkers who have been curious. And this is the bridge step. And we do it around food. And so the idea is we bring about two and a half tons of crawfish that are pulled up out of the bayous of Louisiana the day before, are these, flown to LAX. Are you sure these aren't and, out of the Santa Ana River Channel over there? Yeah, no, they're not out of the Santa Ana River Channel, though. They, they come in, and uh, we pay to get them out here, and those little critters are brought into uh, Rahagas, and they start kicking them up, and they do a traditional you know crawfish gumbo kind of thing going on, and it's, it's just an absolute fun time. We have helicopter rides. For those that listen, you know, the drive Priuses, there's going to be a four-wheel drive uh, demo that you can actually go out and, 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 you know, man or woman up for the day and drive a four-wheel drive vehicle and, and use gas for what it was intended for and 
have some fun doing that. Um, kids, adults, everybody's going to have chances to do firearm shooting, you know, pistol, rifle, archery, shotgun, and get out there and uh, learn what it's all about in a safe environment and get to see that our culture is comprised of people that range from blue collar to white collar, you know, students all the way up to retirees, doctors, lawyers, you know, trash collectors, everything in between, and get to realize that we're, well, in a word, American. Yeah, blue collar, white collar, not wife beater. Yeah. No. Right. That, absolutely. Uh, looking forward to that. At what time does it start? Starts at 8 o'clock in the morning, ends at about 4.30 in the afternoon. And tickets. And uh, bring, bring you know, your, your good attitude and your appetite because we have literally tons of food. And bring a shotgun. I mean, the range is going to be yeah. open. Yeah, the range is going to be open. And uh, we're also going to have an exhi- uh, exhibition of the mounted horse riders that compete, and they shoot from their, the backs of their horses. And so that's a lot of fun. So there's going to be a lot of things that you won't see the rest of the year, even if you went out to Rahagas every day. They're going to be there just that one day. Well, folks, let me tell you this also. Rahagas is not going to have the sports fair this year. Uh, they've made that announcement. So there's not going to be a sports fair, but this is going to be a time for you to come out and kind of get a mini sports fair. We're going to have great food, right? you got to love that part. The range will be open, so they got the sporting clays side, which is a really a lot of fun and a great, great course. And of course they have their pistol bays, which are world-class and, and they've improved them substantially. So it's a great opportunity to come out and just spend the day, bring somebody who hasn't shot before, kind of give them the overall view of what's going on with that. And I think it's going to be a great event. That's April 13th. And tickets are available where? They can go to crpa.org and they can buy the tickets right there or they can call our office. At 714-992-2772 and buy them there. How much are tickets? You know what? I hate when people ask me these CRPA.org. Find out more about it on there. There you go. Also, then you have your Sheepdog Seminars. Now, the Sheepdog Seminars was something you started off last year. Uh, The Sheepdog Seminar, this is for places of worship, okay? Yes. That That are soft targets, you know, and and helping them understand the threats that are out there for Christian and Jewish uh, places and how to protect themselves and, and how to get involved with that. So tell us a little bit more about that, will you? Yeah, this all started because uh, myself talking with a couple of sheriffs up in Northern California, and we got to talking about how many times uh, places, uh, what we call faith-based centers of worship, are attacked here in California, we're not even talking about the ones that make the national news, but here in California, and how often they are attacked nationally, and it's basically every minute and a half a faith-based property is incurring either a violent crime such as rape or murder or embezzlement or you know sexual say, predation, say, things say like that. Say that again. How often? Every minute and a half. Sink that in, folks. Every minute and a half. Well, you know, maybe and, we should just let all the people off death row off. You know. Yeah, no. And so what this is all about is we're providing that opportunity for people of faith to come in and learn what they should be doing, and they're learning from people who have actually both been on the first responder side of it as well as the leadership side of the equation. And a couple of those people have done both. Um, at this one that we're playing in September, we'll actually have the pastor of Sutherland Springs will be there to talk about what happened that tragic day. And what that was in Texas, for his congregation right? that's correct yeah. and what it took for his congregation to recover from that and so we really do a 360 and then we provide the the avenues for training and for further information for each of those different organizations that attend to be able to build up their own plans 
That's going to be awesome. That's going to be September 9th at Calvary Chapel, Murrieta. Yep. Calvary Chapel, Correct. Murrieta. Their big campus. That's like a little mini college down there. Calvary Chapel, Murrieta, September 9th. Find out more at crpa.org. Now, that's the fun stuff we have going on. Uh, and we're going to announce a few other things too, but... Now we have to kind of look at the business of this year. Folks, elections have consequences. And unfortunately, Gavin Gruesome, I don't know, it's the, the, the second worst choice ever for, uh, for governor is our governor. And who's the worst choice? Probably Kevin DeLeon. But this guy is right there with them. I mean, it just, it doesn't get, to correctly say this in the vernacular of one of my old cowboy friends, he always says it don't get no better. Um, it's almost it don't get no worse. I mean, that's how bad we're looking at right now with the super majority in the Senate and the Assembly and this wonderful person, Gavin Newsom, uh, the man who turned San Francisco from the gleaming from the gleaming city on the hill to the steaming city on the hill with little uh, brown steam piles everywhere. Uh, that's their, you know, uh, open open heroin uh, shooting facilities. Uh, just that's their desire. They want California to look like San Francisco. And you need to go to San Francisco to realize just how dangerous this particular thing is. Um, he's our governor, unfortunately. And the assembly is just as wackadoodle as this guy is. When you gave me the count a little bit earlier here, Rick, we're looking at 38 potential anti-gun bills this year only Correct. so far and that doesn't count any gut and amends that will pop up in october correct so only 38 uh you, you give me the numbers there's 13 in the assembly six in the senate uh let's start with the most egregious one in your opinion huh. wow um Usually that's a pretty easy thing to talk about. Um, <laughs> Let's start with the seven most egregious ones that are all equal. And... Yeah. So let me, I'll, I'll do what I, I just got done doing last night talking to a group, and that was, it is very interesting. I think things that we have to keep our eye on the balls, we've talked before, is Governor Newsom does not plan on staying Governor Newsom. Governor Newsom wants to be President Newsom. And so he is literally touring different places and working with different states across to bring California to them because he sees what he's doing here as part of a national plan. And I think that's, that's got to be highlighted. And he's working with the supermajority to try to do it. So um, just to give you know, the listeners an idea, gun violence restraining orders is you know, literally an accident waiting to happen for law-abiding citizens in many respects. And between... The Assembly, you know, and the Senate, we have, like, literally two and possibly, you know, we have a couple on the watch list, as many as four, just dealing with that. Firearm okay. storage is another area. So let's go with this. We're going we're gonna to pick you up after this. I have to take a break. Sorry about that. But gun violence, restraining right. orders, and storage. And, right. uh, folks, this is Philip Naiman, Firing Line Radio Show with Rick Travis from the California Rifle and Pistol Association, crpa.org. Don't go away. We'll be right back. A message from Vince, the owner of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo in Riverside. If you're a first-time gun owner or thinking about purchasing your first firearm, whether for hunting, home defense, or recreational shooting, it is important to take the next step and become a responsible gun owner. We highly recommend that you attend a certified firearm safety and training class, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitude essentials 
to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. As a law-abiding citizen, you have the right to self-defense, and with that right comes an obligation to educate yourself on the laws and safety procedures needed to use a firearm properly. For information about certified firearm training classes, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside at 951-823-0211 or check out their schedule of classes at bullseyesport.com. Because of Bullseye Sport Guns and Ammo, we believe in safety first. 951-823-0211. Pull! Whether you're a gold medalist or new to the sport of shooting, you'll love Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, where Olympians shoot. Prado's shotgun facility is world-class, offering trap, skeet, and five-stand. And the pistol and rifle ranges are safe and enjoyable shooting environments with professionals there to answer all your questions. Are you an experienced pistol shooter with an itch to take your skills to the next level? Discover the sport of practical shooting at one of the monthly events. Prado hosts ISPC shooting events open to the public every first and third Sunday with Prado Running Gun Club, blending accuracy, power, and speed with challenging multiple moving targets, penalty targets, and obstacles. Prado Olympic Shooting Park is a great place to teach your whole family about the safe and effective use of firearms. Bring the whole family for an exciting day at the shooting range. Call Prado Olympic Shooting Park at 909-597-4518. Online at shootprado.com. 909-597-4518. AM 590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside and Cutting Edge Bullets. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. See this? This is my boomstick. Hey, folks, you know, every week on the Firing Line Radio Show, our conversation is going to revolve around firearms, hunting, gun rights that are afforded to all Americans under the Second Amendment of the Constitution. Our faithful and stalwart companion in the battle to uphold these rights has been Firing Lines Radio Show's longtime sponsor, Vince Torres at Bullseye Sports Guns and Ammo in Riverside. Now, if you're not armed for protection or recreation, then shame on you. Dan, that includes you. In River- go to Bullseye Sport in Riverside where you need to go for handguns, rifles, shotguns, ammo, accessories, and much more. Now, after you purchase that firearm, Vince and I highly recommend you attend a certified firearm safety and training course, one that will teach you the basic knowledge, skills, and attitudes essential to the safe and efficient use of your firearm. For more information about their certified firearm courses, call Bullseye Sport in Riverside, 951-823-0211. Visit their website, bullseyesport.com. They're also on Instagram and Facebook. Check them out. they got some great stuff happening. Vince, thank you for your support. Folks, joining me back on this show, I have Rick Travis. Rick Travis is the executive director, Poobah extraordinaire, of the California Rifle Pistol Association. Uh, doctor, too. Throw that in there. You'd be a doctor. Doctor? Um <laughs> Uh, of the California Rifle Pistol Association. You can find out more at crpa.org. Now, we are faced with an avalanche of new anti-gun bills. Why? Because gun owners didn't vote. And we have Gavin Newsom and a supermajority of jackals in the Senate. Uh, We're looking at 13 bills in the Assembly, six in the Senate so far, with 19 potential new ones. And that does not include their sneaky little backstabbing trick called gut and amend, which will happen next October, where they take a seemingly innocuous bill about taxing Priuses and all of a sudden make all semi-automatics illegal out of it. So... That's what we're up against here. And we're up against this, folks, because people are leaving the state and those that are here aren't voting. The good people are not voting. It really drives me up the wall. Uh, Talking about a couple of the worst, the the most egregious bills 
that we're going to be facing, gun violence restraining orders. Rick, why don't you tell the folks about that? Yeah, so what we're seeing this year that's kind of changed is we're seeing teams that have been set up, you know, allegedly by the governor to go after different aspects of us. And we can look to that first team, which is Assemblyman Irwin and Assemblyman Ting, who have two bills that are both dealing with gun violence restraint orders, AB 12, which is Irwin, is going to increase the, the restraint order to five years. So that would mean it would be five years before you could do anything once that, that restraint order was locked in place and even try to attempt to get out of it. So, you know, five years, whatever you had for your firearms, they have been sold, they're gone, and you're starting from scratch. And the idea is you would never go back. And people are like, well, hey, maybe, maybe this is a good thing because there's people that maybe shouldn't have firearms. But that's why you have to look at the other side of this, which is Assembly Bill 61, which is Ting, because Ting is, wants to basically authorize an employer, a coworker, an employee of any school that the person's attended in the last six months to be able to file a petition to get a gun violence restraining order against you. So you could have a classmate as an adult going to a night college class. An ex-girlfriend. That wasn't even for a degree. Ex-girlfriend, yeah. ex-boyfriend. And, right. And boom. So let's take this look here. Ex-boyfriend, all right? Right. Let's say that this guy's a total creeper, but he knows that she has a thirty-eight by the side of her bed. Correct. He, he could make this call, get her disarmed, and now she's a victim. Right. Th- thank you, Mr. Because, T. Yeah, and because we don't have clear definitions in California, let alone nationally, of what mental health is acceptable and not acceptable, this is at the whim of whoever is seen at that bench yep. or whatever law enforcement officers called. I've always said this, that the mental health argument is a slippery slope because if you were to ask me, anybody who votes progressive and socialist, they're wackadoodle. They're, they're insane. They don't get it. They have mental deficiencies. They should be in jail, right? And and so if they're the ones in power, they're saying anybody who owns a firearm is, is a terrible person, even though it's a, a Second Amendment is a constitutionally given right. Uh, anybody who hunts is terrible. You know, so... It is totally subjective on that slippery slope as to the mental health. And like you said, you can get a judge who's great. You can get a judge who's terrible. You don't know until your life has been destroyed by that particular court. Correct. Ugh. All right. Keep going. Make me happy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So then the next one, this one hits everybody. So a lot of times as we've talked before, you know, hunters and, and just regular homeowners that don't hunt often, you know, feel like it's only against one side or the other. Well, Thanks to, uh, or no thanks, as I like to say, to Assemblyman Shu and Assemblyman Friedman, the subject of firearm storage is going to hit a fall. So what is happening is in Assembly Bill 276, Friedman is trying to make sure that there is a specific list of DOJ-approved firearm safety devices. So if you're using a safety device that they haven't approved, then you're going to be in violation of the law. So think about that. This This becomes... Another way for the state to make money, because they can say, well, all the locks and, and the, white, the type of safe you have, et cetera, we've decided now we're going to go with this company because we can get a kickback, and that's going to happen. But what's more importantly is on AB 688, which is true, it has to do with vehicle storage of long guns. And this is where we're going to get in trouble with hunting, because what they're basically saying in this bill is, say, Rick and, and you know, company goes out and we're out there fell duck hunting or bird hunting and you get hurt well i'm not going to try to render first aid with my shotgun in my hand so i'm going to place my shotgun down on the ground and turn to give you first aid oh 
But that shotgun's not now secured with a cable lock or a chain, and it's not locked to a container that's secured to, to the back of my vehicle. It's just out in the open. Well, now I'm going to be guilty. What? Yeah. That so, if you're not holding the firearm, it's got to be locked up. So let me ask this question. How many deaths, murders, rapes have occurred because when you let go of your shotgun, it ran away from you and attacked somebody? What, what's the rationality for this? There isn't one other than to be punitive. Correct. And that's what we're trying to wake people up and say, you know, get past the, the, the little brushstroke of what they think is friendly, funny you know, rhetoric and realize this is nothing but making gun confiscation happen by making it so you just give up. Okay. This is what they're trying to do. They're trying to create a culture where you say it's just not worth it, and you give up. You moved to Arizona. And unfortunately, it's working. But here's what's not working is people don't realize, you know, the countless number of Californians that moved to Texas, Arizona, here is what's really scary. They moved allegedly to get away from this, and yet they're voting for the same thing in those states that they moved to. Yep. Yep. I, I've seen it. Arizona's purple. Arizona has two wackadoodle senators just like we do. Just like. Well, and look at Texas. Texas almost lost their senator to Beto. Yeah, Ted Cruz. <laughs> Ted Cruz, the most staunch, yeah. solid, uh, pro gun, uh, pro American senator you could probably find. And he almost got beat by a socialist uh, with a smile, right? Uh-huh. A little RFK action is what they're trying to push with Beto or Beto. I think, I think the. Uh, I think the. the Comparison to Robert Kennedy, Robert Fitzgerald Kennedy, is good because he's another Irish guy, too. He just picked a little funny name. <laughs> but his real name is not Beto. So. Right. Yeah, just more marketing, folks, more marketing. Matter of fact, just off the subject a little bit, but not, I just heard a, a diatribe this morning, a video of occasional Cortez, uh, Cortex, whatever her name is, AOC, the wild-eyed communist from New York. Right. Talking about capitalism is just about building capital, any means necessary, and with no respect to human or the environment. And that's she's an economics major at one of the major universities, and that's her definition of capitalism. That's how whacked these people are, folks. If you don't understand that and do everything you can to stop them in your local elections, they grow up into bigger monsters we have to deal with nationally. And. Yeah, I agree with you, but th- these next two bills are going to show to the height of disrespect for the Constitution that our state assembly and Senate have reached to. And that comes down to, we have been fighting, as you know, and we've talked about on your show, to keep gun shows open because they provide opportunities for training, for safety, all the things that people want. And because there is not one proven case from any of the 58 sheriffs of anybody purchasing the firearms and the stuff from a gun show and then using them illegally to do any of these mass you know, killings that allegedly this is the reason for closing these down. Those have been held up in court because the CRPA and the National Rifle Association have lawsuits pending in the Ninth Circuit and one that's now moving towards the Supreme Court to be able to keep them from closing these things down. So... When you're being sued, what do you do? You say, we don't care what the court says, and you introduce two different bills. So Gloria, working with, um, uh, trying to think of the other person's name, Wiener, have both introduced bills. Gloria has AB 893, which is to permanently close um, the Del Mar Fairgrounds gun show during San Diego. 
And Friedman is doing the same thing out of the Senate with two bill, Senate Bill 281, which is to close down the Cow Palace up in the San Francisco Bay yeah, area. Right, yeah. And what hey, people I, I have to, to real... Go ahead. Well, we've got to take a break here. So hold that point. Sure. We'll come right back. What people have to realize. Philip Naiman, Firingland Radio Show. Rick Travis, CRPA.org. Are you an expert marksman looking for a clean, safe place to shoot? Or maybe you've never shot a gun but want to learn? Well, the Riverside Indoor Shooting Range is the best place to work on your shooting skills, no matter what your experience level is. With 21,000 square feet of indoor range space, 35 shooting lanes, and an electronic target retrieval system, it means no line breaks and more trigger time. The friendly people at Riverside Indoor Shooting Range can answer all your questions about firearms training, self-defense training, firearm rentals, gunsmithing, archery, and more. And for the ladies, the Riverside chapter of The Well-Armed Woman meets there the second Tuesday of each month for women of all experience levels. Looking for a great holiday gift for the shooting enthusiast in your life? During the month of December, get 10% off a full year's membership or 10% off any gift certificate of $40 or more. Riverside Indoor Shooting Range. For directions and info, log on to RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. That's RiversideIndoorShootingRange.com. AM590. The answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by CCW Safe by Philip Naiman and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management. Spartans, lay down your weapons. Come and get them. Hey, folks, Philip Naiman. Welcome back to Firing Line Radio Show. Check us out on our Facebook page while it's still there. Firing Line Radio Show. Instagram, Firing Line Radio Show. FiringLineRadio.com is where the podcasts are at. Joining me again, uh, this is a third out of four sessions here. I have Rick Travis. Rick Travis is the executive director of California Rifle and Pistol Association. And as you heard, he's extremely busy. We're talking about the most important things that people don't realize on some of these bills, uh, gun shows, uh, looking at closing them permanently by name out of Del Mar, out of the Cow Palace, and probably eventually out of Orange County, too. And Rick, what is it that we need to understand about this? Well, what people need to understand is, you know, <clears throat> there are a lot of Americans and people here in California that aren't anti the Second Amendment, but they don't get why a bill like Assembly Bill 893, or even like Senate Bill 281, which closed, you know, Del Mar and the Cow Palace respectfully if passed and signed into law, is it's not just about firearms. It's about, you know, the legislature being able to come in and say, you know what, we don't like camping. So we're going to close down the camping shows. We don't like motorhomes because they use too much gas. We're going to close down well, that, that's the called garden the, show. Yeah, that's called the National Park Service. Uh, they're, they're taking care of that themselves. Right. So... But my point is, each of these, this is about coming after businesses. So people that have business, oh, you know, we think all your accounting should be done online. So no need to have accountants during tax season anymore. We're going to close that down. This isn't just about eliminating training and, and you know, being unauthentic in, in what their actions are. This is actually designed to also set up that, you know, government can tell you what you can do, when you can do it, how you can do it, and you have no say. This is going after businesses and commerce, which is one of the things that we're suing on. It also, more importantly, goes after your First Amendment rights. 
because it's taken away the right for people to assemble, assemble. and to engage in commerce. Well, now the the California Senate does not ha- Senate, excuse me, the California Constitution does not specifically state the right to keep and bear arms, but it does specifically say the right to self defense. So on that other bill you were talking about, where your gun had to be locked up if it's not in your hand. Um, that looks like a complete violation of that because a gun in a safe is not available for self-defense. It's not. Right. We, you know, otherwise, but, but police but officers here's, should have their guns locked up in vehicles if it's that efficient, right? Well, yeah, and here's something that's even funnier. So the same, the same assembly that's doing what you're saying also thinks they should make money off of it because you got McCarty with AB 1297, who is saying he wants to raise the fees for people to get concealed carry licenses, wants to add additional taxes. So you got half the assembly that's democratically controlled saying, oh, no, you guys shouldn't have anything. We're going to outlaw it. But then you got other guys in there that are going, but if that doesn't work, then we're going to charge you so much because we want to make money off of you and make it distasteful that way. Exactly, make it distasteful. So let's, I do firearm training, and, and a lot of the people I do are, are elderly women. Uh, actually, not old, I shouldn't uh-huh. say that. But the ladies that are over 60, and the common denominator is poor hand strength. Zero upper uh-huh. body strength, poor hand strength. There is no self-defense. What are they going to do? Put a chokehold on, on two bad guys who break into their house? They're victims. And these guys are making them victims. What if they don't have a lot of money? And you know, a $500 a year CCW permit might stretch them out. Some of these people are just on social security, you know, um, they're taxing them from away from the ability to defend themselves and there's going to be blood on their hands. They need to be held accountable for that. Right. And so, you know, it, these are, are some of the worst bills. they also have a set of bills that they've got out to go after all the firearms businesses and trying to make it so cost prohibitive. They won't do that. And we've seen, where counties have already been successful. We had a really great business that we were working with up in the San Jose area, doing a great job, and it actually got so egregious where the city of San Jose wanted this guy that couldn't have had a store bigger than 1,000 square feet to have literally 24 cameras that would feed to the police department so they could watch and see if they could ever see a straw purchase. But there had never been a straw purchase there. Both ATF and DOJ said they had never found one there. But, you know, they wanted to do it. It was just going to turn out the time you figured out all the technology and everything, this guy was going to be spending the next two years with the profits just to keep the doors open. And so they got what they want. They got it shut down. Right. And, and this is part of the overall scheme that Gavin Newsom and company are trying to run. It's to change the culture. This isn't just a legal fight. This is a cultural war. You're absolutely right. All right. Hey, what, what are the good news you have? But wait, the there's more. <laughs> <laughs> so the good news is what we're doing um, statewide in a couple different areas. And so I'll start off with youth. That is the next generation. The fight is extremely egregious. Parvitt's coming up with the ammo law. And so we're working with USA Shooting. We've been in conference with them because USA Shooting got a lot of its funding cut. And this is going to be something you're going to find interesting. When I go out and talk to people about the Olympics and I say, hey, you know, what keeps America in the number one slot? And typically you hear during the summer, you know, swimming track, et cetera. In the winter, you hear about the winter sports. But actually, it's the shooting sports. If you remove pistol shooting, as an example, all of our medals, we're no longer in the top 10 medal counts at any of the Olympiads. 
That's hilarious. Which people don't realize. But what has happened is, through George Soros and a couple of other of his cronies, they have been able to buy up the companies that were supporting USA pistol shooting. And so now those athletes are having to go um, self-funded, which makes it very hard because, as you and I both know, Kim Rohde has an incredibly hard and expensive train schedule to stay at that performance level. Yep. And so if she had to work 40, 50 hours a week in Didn't addition it. to that train, she would not be, yeah, it just wouldn't happen. So that's what they're trying to do. We're working here in the state of California to rebuild the farm system for a USA shooting. And so we're bringing in um, a lot of things. The ammo law has made that very, very difficult for um, some of the companies to be able to get the ammo to these different youth and people competing. So we're working um, to get some exemptions and also to make sure um, that we can provide that ammunition to those different programs to keep them going. So that's one of the things. Um, way up in Northern California, it looks like it may spread, but we have a brand new high school sport, which I'm really excited about, but it's rodeo pistol shooting. And so four of the counties up in Northern California have taken that on. They have a league. They're actually going to have a championship this year. And so we're really pretty excited about that because it looks like there's three other counties that are going to join them. So we're hoping that picks up some momentum. It probably won't make it to L.A., but we're hoping we can leapfrog it down to Central California and out to the IE because uh, I think there's some areas there that would be very conducive for it. Uh, we're working with the, the JROTC programs and the Department of Defense under this administration to uh, broaden those programs and put them out, which really help kids, um, a lot of them underprivileged, be able to have a pathway to a better life a pathway, as an absolutely. officer in the military. And, and also to learn a lot of things through firearms called leadership, something that we're sadly lacking when you look to our Assembly and Senate. And so we're doing those kinds of programs in addition to, you know, as we already talked about, the church support, but we've got a lot of family-based programs, and we have a, a new program that we launched this last year because, um, you know, three out of four women, and I'm going to say it again, three out of four women will suffer some kind of attempted violence or direct violence against them. Wow. That means if you're a female, you have only a one in four chance of that not happening. And, you know, previous to me doing this, I had been a career paramedic and unfortunately had walked in on scenes where women often lost the fight forever. Well, yeah. I mean, how, how tragic. I mean, think about that. There is a difference. I don't care what bathroom you use, but there is a difference between chromosomes that are two X's and an XY. And 90% of the time, the XY is stronger than the two X's. Okay. Yeah. There are ex rare examples, but, but why would you allow ladies who are voting? Why would you allow these things? They are putting you in the victim seat permanently. Your only chance of fighting off invaders is a firearm. Honestly. I mean, there are some gals do jujitsu and you know, there, there are exceptions, but that is not 95% of the population out there. And why would you limit yourself? And especially like, well, maybe I'm 30 years old. I do marathons. I can always run away. Great. You're not going to be 30 forever. You're going to be 50, 55, well, 65, you know 70. And, I, and I'm going to interrupt you and be a little rude, but you know, that, you just brought the great example that we just had up in San Francisco that I'll, I'll tell the viewers about. They can go check it online. But we have a lady who is a nurse practitioner, which is the top level. That's practically an MD. She was, I believe, in her late 30s. She had not just ran marathons. She had done major triathlons, including three times the one in Hawaii and placed in the top dozen people. Mm. That's no easy feat. No, no. And yet she got taken down by a coyote 
while jogging up in San Francisco a couple of weeks ago and almost lost her life had it not been for a good Samaritan stopping the car, honking, getting out, and kicking at the coyote to get off. But she couldn't walk for the better part of a week, and she said she realized that her view of how strong she was versus when she was surprised attacked by a coyote. And this isn't a 200-pound man That's a 40-pound 40, 40 dog, yeah. Yeah. That, and I think those are, those are some of the examples that we use to say, hey, ladies, you got to wake up. You live in a state that gives you incredible rights, but not the right to self-defense. Right. And we've got to change that. We'll be right back after this. Philip Naiman, FiringLineRadio.com. If you carry a concealed weapon and own a concealed carry permit, you need protection beyond the weapon. My name is Larry Vickers, and I am a retired veteran of U.S. Special Operations, and I now teach law enforcement, civilians, and members of our military in advanced firearm training. I train people to use their firearms in almost any situation, but I can't prepare them for what happens if they are forced to use a gun to save their lives. That's why I use CCW Safe. They offer membership plans for concealed carry permit holders, and if members are involved in a use of force incident, CCW Safe provides expert witnesses, investigators, and the best defense attorneys in the U.S. Yearly plans range from $99 for a single membership to $150 for a dual membership, and special plans are available for law enforcement and military. Members are required to have a valid concealed carry permit and must maintain their permit. Visit ccwsafe.com today. AM 590, the answer. This portion of the firing line is brought to you by Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? Hey, folks. Uh, entertainment comes and goes, but the education stays forever. And this is an educational show this week because what we have going on in the state of California, and, you know, I have banged this drum every week for seven years, but it, it's our own stinking fault. Gun owners, California, you get the government you vote for or didn't vote for. Uh, joining me on this show, I have Rick Travis, the executive director of California Rifle and Pistol Association. Now, we've heard a couple of terrible things, and you know, just in three months from now, the uh, when the ammunition card comes into effect, you're even going to have more stuff to deal with here in California, but they are fighting back. You know, Rick, you're, you're doing what you can, like you just said a few seconds ago, even in the face of... of probable defeat, you're still pushing forward on some of these things. So give us a quick heads up about the good things that the California Rifle Pistol Association and the NRA California are doing. Yeah, so one of the ones that we're really excited about, because we have been finest, and as you you and I have talked over the past, I get incredibly frustrated by the way we waste um, our natural resources, especially when it comes to game animals. You know, and so there's you know, all sorts of restrictions on animals that are, are depredated, which means they're taken out of play by not hunters but by the state, as well as those that are hit by cars and other things. And, um, you know, 10 years ago, a lot of that meat was used to help with people in um, underprivileged situations to offset part of the Cal Fire be- you know, food bills and things like that because, as you know, if a deer gets hit in the head and dies, all that meat inside of the deer is still good. It's just the head got, you know unfortunately hit really hard and a lot of people don't realize what that really equates to so you know if i was to ask you the average deer how much meat would come off of that deer the average deer in california 80 pounds 80 pounds so we ran with a number of 50 pounds so we thought we were being fairly conservative that's a southern california um, deer <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and uh uc davis 
has been tracking this, which is interesting because the state always loves to use UC Davis, and one of the professors has worked with us. We have 22,000 deer annually that are killed on our roads with head strikes, which means the body is perfectly good, but right now the law requires them to just be thrown in the trash heap. That is the equivalent of 4 million meals. That's just that head number. strikes. How many actual yeah. deer are killed? It's far above that. There's but not 22,000 use... taken by hunters in this state. Right. Wow. Yeah, I was hoping you would pick up on that. So this is a lot of meat that has been going to waste. And so we actually got Senator Archuleta, a Democrat, which that's a, that's a big deal, who is working with us and getting this bill out. And this has basically been called the um, Food for All. So this is the whole concept behind it, and that this meat would be able to be used for battered people, shelters, homeless shelters, for people that are undergoing cancer treatment because game meat gives them a better chance of beating the cancer than regular mass farm meat does. And so this is going to allow, if, if passed through starting in 2021, for that meat to no longer be diverted to the trash heap, but to people yeah. to be able to help support them. Bears too, you know, anything take, huh? we take, almost take as many depredation bears as they do in hunting season right. now. And they throw them all down a Canyon, let them rot. Tragic. Oh, and it's not just that it's pigs. Yep. There's, there's tons of pigs that go this way, some elk. So yeah, I mean, we just used the deer example to explain to your, your people, but yes, this is much bigger. And so this could make a big difference. And it's really scary how many metric tons of food we throw away. Well, and the animals are already dead or dying right. or, or taken. Yep. So it's already been done. And that doesn't even mention right. when uh, the National Park Service killed 1,100 deer and sheep or deer and, and uh, elk on Santa Rosa Island and let them rot in the sun. Right. Crime. What a that's a that was a crime. Anyway, um, so that's that's a good thing that's going on. Um, what else? We have another one. Um, so going back to the whole church situation as a result, this is where this came out of. We learned um, in working with all these faith-based properties that one of the problems is a lot of these faith-based properties have, wait for it, on a school on yeah. their grounds. Right. So as a result, part of their protection had been nullified when the gun-free school zone came up yep. because that meant pastors and church officials and, and you know, priests and et cetera, rabbis, couldn't carry a firearm and security. to defend their own people. Or, or parishioners, so what, couldn't, parishioners couldn't have a CCW? Correct. So we have Assembly Bill 503, Flora, which would change the existing law to allow uh, a valid concealed carry license for those that are working at churches, synagogues, or other places, used as a place of worship that also have a private school on the grounds. So what about, like at, at Harvest, um, mm -hmm. they had a satellite church that opened up. They're using John F. Kennedy in Orange Crest, I guess it is. So they had right. a private church service at a public school system. Now, it's a Sunday morning, but mm -hmm. would they be covered under that? Yes, they would be, because as long as they have the rent permission of both the, the church and the school that is leasing the property for that time period, then yes, anybody with the... You know, the, the approval of those would be able to use their concealed carry license to be able to be out there to protect. So the, the school has to approve who has a CCW there? Yeah, if the school's not directly connected to the, the religious institution, then yes. Okay, so they're not going to do that. You know, it's it's very interesting because we've looked at, I don't want to you know, throw so many school districts up, but there have been school districts here in Southern California that have been doing it, and they will do it, because as one of the administrators told us off the record, Part of the way they keep their school viable 
is the renting of the school property to these religious organizations on Saturdays and Sundays. Hmm. And they said, you know, if that's going to be a thing that they want, we're going to make those concessions. But that to me, so if I was as a parishioner there, wanted to go and have my CCW, I'm not allowed to do that. No, you would be under that because it's approved by the school. So would I, or, would I individually have to be approved by the school or just CCW carriers in general? Just a CCW carrier. But in general, you would, okay. You would know, yeah. All right. All right, well, that's good to know. Yeah. I don't think they're going to say this person, that person, but if it's just but, anybody... I mean, you know, even if we get this through the hoops, it's will the governor sign it, and, you know, yeah. so... But we're still pushing on these things. Um, we're also pushing to... You know, make the the junior hunting license go up to 18 years of age because we realize we lose a lot of people at 17, 18 that don't want to pay the, you know, the parents don't want to pay the adult fee while their kid is still a kid. So we're trying to take care of that. And then we're doing a lot of stuff in the background to try to uh, get some, you know, changes to the ammunition laws that are going to affect in July. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, and amazing one, of the, one of the ones that I will give to you that would be really uh, kind of frightening is at our own crawfish boil. This year, it's totally feasible to have a couple come out, like March Air Force Base, who's like, say, 19, and they come out, and they shoot, and they have a good day. And then they say, you know what? That was so much fun. If we're still here next year, let's do it again. Well, next year, under the existing law when they came, the first thing I would have to ask them is, is your mom and dad here? Because you're not 21, and they would have to sign for you to get the ammo. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So that's one of the things that we're trying to work on in the background to, you know, get these exemptions and get people to start using their heads. Uh, I don't know. You know, the good thing is this show is Saturday, right? The 16th. Tomorrow uh-huh. is St. Patrick's Day. So if you've heard too much about what's going on in California, you can drown your sorrows and pretend you're Irish all day Sunday. <laughs> it's it's kind of rough, you know? It's like we're, we're pushing that ball uphill. And the sad thing is, they come at us with 38 bills this year, so far. 38 bills uh-huh. plus whatever they decide to get and amend. It cost them, the progressives, absolutely nothing. more. They used, they used state ink and state paper to create these horrid things. And then it's going to cost us time and treasure to fight them. But here's the point, guys. If you are not willing to fight them in California, you're not going to fight them in Idaho or Nevada or Texas or wherever you think you're going to get away from this. You have to realize that this infection... We are patient zero in California, and if we don't quarantine this infection and stop it here, it will spread. Look, look, look at Oregon. Oregon is as wackadoodle as California. Washington is insane. Um, Arizona is purple going, going blue. New Mexico is already blue. Um, Texas is on the borderline because the people moving into the cities and voting the way they did in California or New York or wherever they're from, they're changing the culture. Colorado, Colorado was a great, was a great state. You know, I think they, they legalize marijuana and insanity follows. It just seems to be a a common thread here. And so we have to stand and fight. It does you no good. All you're doing is buying a year or two by moving out of state. It does you no good. You need to stand up and fight it here. Get involved in politics. Make sure you vote, your family votes, your friends vote. Help them fill out their ballot if they need help, right? Get a mail-in ballot. Make sure that you're registered and do what we can because just as we saw with DMV, uh, only a couple hundred thousand false voters uh, got approved there, Rick. Is that correct? Right, yeah. A couple hundred thousand. 
right? Yep. We're signing up 100 at the gun show thinking we're doing a great day. A couple hundred thousand false votes at the DMV. And we need to hold these people accountable for that. Rick, I want to thank you for what you do. You are awesome. It's a blessing to have you in the California Rifle Pistol Association. And um, folks, get involved. Get, be a member. Support them. We'll see you on April 13th for sure. And uh, we'll have him back once a month as a guest. What's going on? Rick, thank you for all you do. No, thank you. Right, God bless. Have a great weekend, folks. Shoot, Felipe! Shoot! When you have to shoot, shoot. Don't talk. The Firing Line Radio Show has been brought to you by Bullseye Sports in Riverside, CCW Safe, Cutting Edge Bullets, Prado Olympic Shooting Park in Chino, Philip Naiman, and Cornerstone Christian Wealth Management, and Vortex Optics. Vortex, the force of optics. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.